like this certain type of cat and I can't remember but my, my family actually just adopted a cat and it's like really? half like I looked at pictures and they're just so huge they're like little mini like mini big cats like yeah they're mini big cats mini big cats let me see if I can yeah wow. dude I want to see like a lion yeah like they're like they're seriously like like the cat in my family just looks like part lion mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so cute I love that picture of you guys. That's pretty dope. <laughs> the fidget spinner. The real star of the photo. That's VG sick. Spinny. <laughs> you look sick. You do look pretty sick. <laughs> Honestly? Yeah, look at these things. <laughs> like you, you like, like just spun it too? <laughs> That's your cat? No, no. <laughs> My, my is cat is half that. They're called Maine Coon Cats. They're so cool. Yeah, right? Wait, They're like... They look awesome. <gasps> They're so Whoa. pretty. Yeah, and apparently they're really smart. You could train them to do tricks. So you could, <laughs> that cat <laughs> looks like it would could... just be able to kill a big-ass crow. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically. It's just crow. like when mice like have nightmares about it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Mouse nightmare cat. <laughs> Mouse, not okay. <laughs> so cool. That's funny. So sick. Oh my god. So pretty. That is Wait, a can really I see that? cool picture. Look how intense that That's cat really is. That's really scary. Show that looks like a cat from like the musical cats, like a human dressed up as a cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like yeah, that. you're tr- That's so true. <laughs> you're true. <laughs> this one is kind of trippy. I know. Like it looks like everything's like kind of like sideways. Oh, like, you're right. Like weird. Like it looks like the walls are like closing in. <laughs> yeah, they're going like that. <laughs> this is cute. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Get a good, a good crush in. Dude, get a good pump in. Before that looks the like something I actually would like, love to go. Show grandkids and be like, in the year <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh. And they'd be like, didn't you guys have? Camera phone. <laughs> oh my god. Why'd you take Polaroid? <laughs> I feel like that is gonna be something funny. Like I think about that a lot in the future. That our like, kids will make fun of us for No, that like people aren't gonna know when something's from. Yeah. Because we're obsessed now with like, we're obsessed with like retro and re- like retro digital camcorders like recording things in kind of like lo fi. Right. And they're gonna be like is this video from 1990 or like right. 2018? Pretending it's from 1990. Pretending it's from 1990. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like that's always been a thing to some degree, though. You know what I'm saying? Because in like, I feel yeah, I feel like certain generations have been. I mean, I was definitely like we're more like most obsessed with like nostalgia and like mm-hmm. decade stuff these days. But I think in the 20s but they were like super into was. yeah, they were super into like I think they were super into Egyptian stuff. You know? Yeah. Whoa. I don't know. I don't know. It's not the same thing. I'm just like, oh, is this an Egyptian title? It's or 1920s? Yeah. 
But right. like in the forties, were they nostalgic for the twenties? Yeah, I don't know. I don't Probably think so. Not. But maybe I don't know because yeah. they were pretty different. Your sweater eras. is so thirties. Thirties <laughs> <laughs> sweater parties. Oh my god. Yeah, like I don't know how far back they would have had to go because I feel like the difference between the forties and the twenties is not as big as the difference between yeah twenty eighteen and the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting, like the. Um, like the segmentation into ten years, like why like a decade becomes like yeah fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands. And what, what's most interesting to me is like, and not that like I know that much, like I don't know that much about those times. But it's interesting seeing things from like seventy one or like sixty eight, you know, and kind of mm-hmm. like seeing the conflation of culture there, you know, or yeah. a lot yeah. of people look back and they're like, oh yeah, so sixties slash seventies slash eighties, right? Yeah. And kind of in like a Stranger Things like aesthetic culture, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Where we kind of like equally worship all of those things, and it's just kind of like a mishmash yeah. Frankenstein of retro. What's really <laughs> weird to me is like. In, like, music from the 60s, like, in the early 60s, you hear, like, doo-wop and, like, really corny-sounding shit, and then the Beatles, only a handful of years after that, and it's just, like, the strangest, like, short amount of time that to us, because we didn't live during that period. Yeah, well, that's interesting, because the 60s... That was a unique time because, yeah. like, the generation gap was so insane. Because you had right. people like like who Vietnam. were born like after World War Two, yeah. and yeah. like you have the greatest generation. Like, that was just like kind of like when they were coming of age and like yeah, totally the baby boomers, right? That was like their yeah. childhood essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wonder Slash if we're experiencing like a similar thing like generationally, like because I feel like the Nixon well, yeah, administration. We're the children of the baby boomers. Yeah, <clears throat> but I really feel like that Nixon generation, like it was a huge cultural divide like you were talking about and I kind of feel like the Trump administration is like a rehash of the Nixon administration in a lot of ways. Yeah. (laughs) But worse. Right. So I wonder if that's going to cause this like similar like disaffection in the youth culture Mm -hmm. like Mm. it did then. Yeah, because I mean like if you think about our generation like we were raised with all this technology all this new technology around us that the older older generation didn't have and like Mm -hmm. the pace that it's happened it's like really yeah, it really kind of has created another generation gap. I'm yeah. interested in, like, the micro-generations, too. Like, even, like... What do they call the generation that's, like, a little earlier than us? Like, I, I think we're millennials, and then yeah. there's Generation, generation X. X. Yeah. Are those people born in the year 2000 and up? I think so. That's so weird. No, I think Generation X it's is, like, before. 80s. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, then... Gener- oh, Z? Is it Generation Z? It's a that... letter. It's... I just call them pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Little twerps. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I think it's Z. That's super weird. But generate like I don't know, like why is that so convenient to think about like people in terms of their generation? Yeah. Like is it a is it a similar value thing? Like, oh like Yeah, it's Z. similar values. Z is after Z? millennials. Okay. why did we get is that because we're we were so born before the new millennia mm-hmm. and so. into into Z. Into Z. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> yeah. That is a really unique thing to happen, though, because that's not happened very many times in human history. Like, mm-hmm. being born into a new millennium. T-U-V. W-X. Millennial Z. Yeah, wait. What the fuck are they going to call the next? They already reached Z. They ran out of letters. A. A point one. 
A. 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 8.1. There was never Generation A, though. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, well, I don't think they started they start calling generations. generations. Who like picks like the generation names? Like who? Like some <laughs> fucking asshole <laughs> who wants to make fun of them? Probably Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> and, and Trump. They get together. Yeah, Neil and Trump. What if they want another sewer? <laughs> it's also weird that teenagers didn't exist until World War Two. Really? Yeah, there was no such thing. You Everyone were a child, died. and then you yeah, became an adult. At- like 12. It's really weird. Didn't exist. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it's because, like... It was, it was tough, like, making dying when that you're, young. Yeah, when you were 10. Having a midlife crisis at 6. Oh, <laughs> oh no. It's a lot of stress for Trying to buy years. a house when you're 11. <laughs> they actually didn't even have houses back then. Oh, what yeah. they live in? They lived Their in cars? little cribs. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. You just stack a few... Stack a few cribs. And then, like... <laughs> That's their apartment complex? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 12-year-olds don't live in cribs. <laughs> that is true. That is true. What you... <laughs> you, like, graduate out of a crib when you're, like, three. <laughs> no, maybe younger. I don't know how babies work. Well, when the median age is three, you know. Not what many do people even live to 12. So that was like you were an elder. Oh my god! It was crazy to think like back in the day, like infant mortality was like way more common. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, East, in other countries, died. still that yeah. is a huge thing. And dying from giving birth, it's like, yeah. it's like a huge. Yeah. Thing. You're like, yeah. I'm probably gonna die. Yeah. yeah. There's like a Anakin Skywalker's mom. That was a long, long time ago. In the 1500s, when you found out you were pregnant, you had to write your will. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Because literally you were just like, well... And that's crazy to think about that getting pregnant was, like, not that... Like, it was exciting, but you were also half, like, I You were just like, this might be it. Oh, wow. Because I'm going to die, probably. That's the craziest... So there's, like, this happiness, but also... Yeah. But also this crazy, like, feeling of you're going to trade places and, like, maybe... Whoa. Not exist to see your kid. Whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> that's like, you do you mean like teenage, like youth culture, like as a separate, like you're a well, child. Well, the, the word teenager didn't right. exist until mm-hmm. I can't remember if it's after World War One or after World War. Was it just yeah. like, it must have been kids after World and then War adults, and then like all of a sudden, yeah, because you were a kid, like, and then like going through puberty, you became an adult. Right. But then there was once like yeah, there's all these like rites the of economy. passage things that like bat mitzvahs and. Confirmations where it's like, yeah. now you're a man. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that was like genuinely like, you are literally a man now. Oh, but boy. now it's like, eh, you're a man, kind of. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> it's just more fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think with the economy like growing, then you had this like freedom to be right. a teenager and like not necessarily have to worry about getting mm. married and having kids yet. When back then you'd be like 15 and being like, shit, I gotta get married and like buy a house and have a job. Oh totally. God. And, and like, then, I feel like teenagers wanting more freedom and more rights. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm Like, free. I want to have a life yeah. on my own before I have to, like, settle yeah. down. And, like, I just want to rock, mom. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. gave way to, like, rock and roll, I and think. And just to yeah, think totally. that the, the thing all the rebels were singing was, 
One o'clock, two yeah. o'clock, three o'clock, rock. rock. Four o'clock, yeah. they're like, yeah, fuck you, mom. And Four they're like, no. Dude, I'm so wild. That was edgy. That was the edgy shit of the time. The devil's music. Bob it up, deep it up. I am Satan. Damn, the devil's got some hooks. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting because I feel like nowadays, almost like you're like I feel like that's something that gets talked about is the, the, your twenties being like this extended adolescence that that period's mm-hmm. getting longer. People now don't expect like you to get like serious about your life till you're like thirty yeah. or some shit. <laughs> but it's yeah. also like you know depends where you grow up too because like yeah. I know a lot of people from Simi Valley area, which is almost like wannabe like country people yes sort of it's totally really weird is. like country music is huge there a lot mm. of people walking around with like americana clothing yeah like. yeah yeah but i know so many people from my high school that are engaged or married or really? having babies now and it's yeah. like really there's such a gap there with like how people are viewing what their lives should be that's so weird yeah something that's been really tripping me out lately is like we have cultural norms and we have like books we can read and and elders we can refer to and and Mm -hmm. thought leaders and stuff like that but at the end of the day (laughs) you have to decide for yourself what a meaningful life looks Mm -hmm. like and what your life should look like and no one can really tell you what that like you have to decide for yourself or you're just gonna be miserable chasing an idea of what it should be yeah but even the freedom like the freedom of that is is it's freedom it's exciting because you can make meaning for yourself but it's Mm -hmm. also like Pretty terrifying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's overwhelming. Yeah. What do you, like, how do you decide what a meaningful life is? Yeah. What a meaningful yeah. life this and, is really hard. Yeah, and for me, there's, like, so much insecurity there. It's just, like, what if I'm wrong? Like, no one's going to, yeah. like, no matter what you choose, there are going to be people that think you're wrong and people think that you're right. So you yeah. just have to decide what your values are. You know? Yeah. Like, you could literally just choose one day and be like, I'm going to go off the grid and, like, live in a hut in yeah. a rural Montana. Yeah. And no one can tell you that that's something you can't do. You could live in a little crib apartment complex. You could live in a little crib. (laughs) (laughs) But here's where it gets complicated, is if you decide a meaningful life for you is being a huge asshole and, like... Affecting other people? Yeah. Like... Yeah. Then you're a huge asshole. But maybe you're, you're having a meaningful life and you're loving it but then you're just fucking over That gets people. into, like, being a CEO. And, like, <laughs> yeah, in, like that's what so I think about because, I like, know. that's viewed uh, in American culture as, like, that's what success is, right. is having this insane amount of money, being in charge of, like, just a chain of people. But then I think about, like, how you get there. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can get there without screwing over yeah. everyone in your path. Like, Dude, maybe not everyone, but, like, you definitely have to... Sc- screw people over it seems yeah. like unless you really built something from the ground up but then you even get to a point like of capacity where you're just right. you're you... controlling so much shit that there's no way you're not fucking people over yeah you yeah. just have so much control there's a study that shows that like a lot of ceos are like have sociopathic tendencies Whoa. because they don't they there's something in their mm-hmm. brain that allows them to not feel compassion for someone if they're doing something bad to them and it gives them like financial success like, wow. if you're gaining something from someone losing right. something, yeah. Yeah. a.k.a. firing a shitload of people and not right. not caring, of, which yeah. you have to lay people off to make a profit sometimes. Yeah, that's why... Like, and if you can't handle that, you're not going to become a successful CEO, you know? So, like, all these people 
like I always sure. think about yeah. Jeff Bezos. Is that his name? The Amazon guy? Mm. I think so. Yeah. Hope so. A lot of people talk about how fucked up he is because yeah. like he's so successful. Like if you look at it's hilarious if you look at like the I don't know if it's in Seattle. Might be in Seattle, mm. this new like Amazon headquarters they're building and it looks there's like no desks and it's all like these plants inside this like glass building with staircases spiraling and it looks really crazy but then there's like amazon employees complaining about like barely getting minimum wage and like not being allowed bathroom breaks there's literally yeah there's literally like ambulances on call for certain amazon warehouses because there's no air conditioning and it's like it's like more cost effective to pay the ambulances than oh my god (laughs) So people just pass out from heat stroke. Oh my god, that yeah, is crazy. Yeah. And that's like a company it's like, like sweatshops. Yeah. It is. It's basically like legal sweatshops. And they basically they're just giving yeah. them enough money. They're just giving them like their five yeah. minute bathroom break. And they have yeah. a system. They ha- I don't know if it's still in place, but I think it is where it's like this public shaming thing where it's like if you don't meet, you'll be like you literally have like forty five seconds to walk from this place to this place, and they all have like trackers on them, and if they don't do it. They get like some demerit or something, and if they rack up a certain amount of demerits, what? they get like fired. And then there's like a bulletin board of like people that have been like fired and just what? Like, what? Yeah. So there's this really weird culture of just like everyone will know if you fuck up. Oh my God. <laughs> this that is the inner workings of Amazon. Sounds like a dystopian. That is insane. It is. It's literally yeah. Dwight from The Office, like yes. running the office, <laughs> and they just took all of his ideas. Yeah. Like, oh my well, you goodness. wonder, like, real. yeah, like if you like you were talking, like I saw a bumper sticker when we were just on our walk that said mm-hmm. like like freedom isn't free or something, and, and mm-hmm. we're talking about like capacity, you know, and just like past a certain point, does it just become this thing that? Like, you can't <laughs> sustain this lot. Like, I just think about America in general. Like, yeah. we, like I, I'm a big fan of Obama. I know we all are. And just, like, but he still ran America, and America was still responsible for, like, so much, like, death and suffering in the world. Yeah. Like, I think he has, like, 4,000 civilian drone strike casualties on his hands. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you just wonder, like... Most Sir. deportations of people was under his uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is funny Ooh, that no one fact. talks about that. Yeah, that that's an interesting know. statistic though because like the, the what defines deportations like slightly changed like the definition. Oh, of really? It. Yeah, yeah. I watched some video on it, so I, it's a little more complicated than that, but that's mm-hmm. also true. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, you wonder like, is this machine so big to this point? Like, even if the like a benevolent, cool dude is running it, I just think, it's still fucking running yeah. over people. Yeah. 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 Totally. And I feel like the other thing to keep in mind is like there's so much more to the government other than like the person running it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. The analogy that President Obama used that I thought was really cool. It's like it's kind of like he's like the captain of this like massive cruise ship and he can like kind of like slowly change the direction of it. Yeah. Mm. But like like in the end like there's like tons and tons of other people who of are course. also like have their interests and wanna. And the thing That's that I so think good. about a lot is it's tricky for us because we are part of the system. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't necessarily have a choice to like be just born and raised here. You wake right. up on the cruise ship. You know? Exactly. But at the end of the day, you kind of have an option to jump off the cruise ship if you really yeah. want to and try to swim right. out somewhere. But that's like the scariest thing. But we're ever. all benefiting by being in the system. In the system. Yeah. Exactly. So and that's what's insanely fucked difficult not to yeah. love because it. Because in a way it's selfish. Yeah. To know yeah. like, well I'm benefiting from these drone strikes. 
Yeah. Like I'm benefiting from kind of putting out so many other people. Yeah. yeah. Like does my happiness depend on suffering of other people? Yeah. Is it like a zero sum Maybe thing? Maybe it does. I don't know. Yeah. So and, and that's man. a tough thing to like yeah. wrestle with because mm-hmm. you want to wake up and just be like, oh, like today's a good day. Yeah. yeah. Not think like, oh shit, how many yeah. fucking people did we put out today to yeah, make yeah. sure that I feel secure yeah. about waking up in the morning. Yeah. It's yeah. just interesting because, like, this country is laughably young. Yeah. Like, and yeah. so we're experiencing, like, the baby, like... Empire. Empire of America right yeah. now. And, like, it's really interesting to think about the future and, like, where it's going to go. Because yeah. you think of, like, Rome. Like, oh something God. as big as Rome, as successful as Rome fucking fell and crashed and burned and, like... Oh, so God. it's just really weird to uh, think about that. Sure it's still a city, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Rome that. doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's really yeah. I think weird about, to think about like with there's this like level of scope that we're talking about, and just like just the general like level of just the idea of removal and accountability. Like if you're in traffic or something, and somebody cuts you off, like. Just the fact that, like, road rage is a thing yeah. is, like, very interesting to me because we're, like, we're, we're cut off. We're isolated, you know? So if somebody cuts you off in traffic, you almost feel more entitled to rage or something or being, like, or, you know, jumping in the freeway merge line, like, because there's no accountability. You don't have to, like, look somebody in the eye and you can just cut 50 yeah. people in line, Dude, you know? and I think... And, like, if you bump somebody on the street, you wouldn't necessarily be, like... If someone like bumped into you or like cut in front of you, you'd be like, "Hey, fuck you!" You know what I'm saying? But some, some somehow like being removed of that little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's an interesting like. That's a metaphor for a lot of. Yeah, like America, culture. maybe it's so big, and maybe we're so removed from it. You know what I'm saying? Because if we were face to face with all this like death and suffering and 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 disenfranchisement, we'd feel differently about it. Yeah, but because it's absolutely. out of sight, yeah, we don't feel it. And maybe the cruise ship is so big and multifaceted that like no one. And, like, maybe this thing that happens with corporations and countries, it's, like, it's so big that each individual person is maybe, like, a good person, but, like, they just keep deferring the blame of, like, mm-hmm. the, the, the damage that's being done. And so, yeah. like, it just continues doing damage because of the, the size of it, you know? And it's, like, no individual's fault because they're just, like, I can only steer this a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's embedded within us. Yeah. I mean, the whole power structure is kind of, like, brought up to yeah. within us. So... You don't think that you're like playing into it, yeah. But yeah, you're that's like trapped. That's like some shit. I don't know. I I took this class last semester and I talk about it all the time. Philosophy class, the science of happiness, mm. and like oh. we learned about the prisoner's dilemma and basically how that applies to like what we're talking about mm. is like we're talking about like individuals in a corporation. It's like like an individual like on their own like does not have any power like over the corporation but collectively like if everybody like was like yo like we're doing fucked up things like yeah. we're really like not being great like they would have the power so the difficulty is like how do you get like convince everybody cuz if you could convince everybody individually that like like you do have power like you can yeah change yeah. things then it kind of becomes then like it like it is like a collective kind of yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. it makes me think of these pictures I was looking at in one of my classes of of these like tar oil sands, which that's like tar basically. Bits. Well, it's like Those? it's a way of getting petroleum from the ground. Oh. So it's basically like they know that there's petroleum underneath oh. the ground. 
So they clear off just miles and miles of land. They clear everything off of it, like the topsoil, all of the plants, all of the trees. It looks like this massive wasteland. And they somehow, like, shove a fuckload of water into the ground and it, like, rises... Not exactly. It's different than fracking because it like the the oil somehow like rises up mm. into the sand, and they use that to like extract it from the sand. Anyway, it's like incredibly destructive to the environment. Right. And so I'm looking at these pictures of like these people with trucks that are like 50 feet across, like just blasting through trees oh and like taking God. them all out. And I'm just like, yeah. That fucking sucks that, like, these people are doing that and not at all thinking. Like, are they thinking about, yeah. like, man, this sucks, but I need to, like, if feed I don't, my I can't. child. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that, where it's, like, that one guy yeah. manning that truck isn't an evil person, I don't think. But it's, like, such a horrible thing that they're Is perpetuating yeah. and being complicit in. But who am I to, like, be yeah. on a high horse and say that that's bad because my family doesn't do that to survive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy because I, you know, like, if I, sometimes if I buy, like, a plastic thing, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm still, I'm yeah. like, and I'm thinking so much about this one tiny yeah. decision, and then it's just like, oh, wait, there are giant corporations that are just, like, literally physically signing <laughs> policies yeah. that will, like, drastically fuck up the earth. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, should I buy Ziploc or, like, yeah. <laughs> get so a tote I don't bag? Know how- <laughs> I don't know how we should think of it if it's, yeah. like, a bunch of little, like, people smaller down and, like, that they're all contributing, or if we should think of it as one big guy at the top who's, like, bad guy. Well, I think I it's know. like what Larry said. I mean, if you get enough people to use, you know, like, the tote bag instead yeah. of, like, buying plastic, yeah. or, like, enough people yeah. will make the change, because yeah. there are more people at the bottom yeah. than at the top. Mm-hmm. And, Sometimes I wish we could just, like, get rid of plastic, but then I don't know what the fuck we would do. It is interesting. Like, I, yeah. I, I was watching this uh, this one TV show, Adam Ruins Everything. And oh, yeah. Yeah, and so he cool. did this piece on, like, uh, on like going green and stuff like that, and yeah. just, that like, the idea of, like, littering and, like, that sort of, like, guilt of the consumer was, like, a campaign that was, like, propagated by those corporations to sort of defer the blame, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Because, like, they, they were, like... Let's convince people that it's their fault. <laughs> oh my wait, god, wait. that is convince insane. Convince people it's their Honestly, fault. Honestly, yeah. so much so like, The idea of like a litter bug. Like, don't be a litter bug. Oh, like, the earth, <laughs> the earth, like, the environment is the responsibility of the individual, not the corporation. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, so they could do wow. Yeah, and the same idea with like jaywalking, <laughs> like convincing pedestrians that they were responsible for like, auto related <laughs> deaths. Like, yeah, so like they, oh. people wouldn't blame the car companies for like, like being more and more Whoa. reckless and stuff like that. And so there were like, there's literally like actual campaigns to convince people that it's like the fault of the individual Fuck, yeah that's, that's crazy because if, if you think that's about like, fucked. pollution yeah. like <laughs> like okay yeah i'm sure like it's good that like or, people like, take individual lights. responsibility and everything but like the amount of pollution caused by corporations yeah. and yeah. industry mm-hmm. is so much more huge than yeah what is caused and it's hard by not to get cynical and to be like okay that doesn't mean i shouldn't try to practice like Conservating, yeah. (laughs) Conservating. (laughs) I shouldn't practice good words. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we're about here. (laughs) Freedom isn't free. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, man. So you wonder, like, 
if that if collectives do have that much power, like can that power be harnessed for good or like human beings? Do we reach this critical mass where we <laughs> do this like hive mind like thing where you know where grasshoppers become locusts and we just are wreaking destruction on the earth? You know, Damn. yeah. Or if like and so like should we stay in these? It's weird because like the like Jeff Bezos like the libertarian sort of like tech elite that are trying to like overthrow the fucking government <laughs> are evil you know what I'm saying and like you do need a certain amount of government because like a lack of regulation has like allowed those companies to like like Google, Facebook and Amazon to like mm-hmm. thrive and to like leverage like the economy and take advantage of people and like you think of like oh yeah it's these like big systems and that government is a big system so we should destroy that system which is like a libertarian idea of like less government and more like free market control stuff yeah. like that. But then that leads to these massive corporations, and so you're like, oh shit! Like we do need some kind of governmental control to like keep these assholes from like having power over us. You know what I'm saying? And so like mm-hmm. you wonder, like us as a us as a band, like it's four people. You know what I'm saying? And like. That's sort of like communication and, and efficiency and overall output, you know, and you just like wonder like, is there a certain number of people where like a system gets too big where there's like a lack of accountability and like, you know, if you have a town of like 20 people and the one person's being a dick, they're probably going to like, you know, get, get called out for being a dick, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if you have like a yeah. hundred people, 150 people. 5,000 people, 10,000 people, and then, like, at what point, like, do you get this sort of, like, anonymity that allows for... And then the for... dicks can hang out together. Yeah. And they, they form their own tribe. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know... <laughs> yeah. It, it becomes... New Jersey. Group. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a classic, like, I will never stop anybody from shitting on New Jersey. Why is, it, <laughs> oh why is New Jersey such an easy target? Like, I feel like people from New York are like, fucking New Jersey, everyone there smells like shit. <laughs> Why do people shit on New Jersey? Jersey Shore. I was me. just gonna yeah, say Jersey like Shore. Shore. Jersey. Larry's from New Jersey. Sort of hey. a friend of me. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. New Jersey's just kind of like I don't know what it is. It's just kind of. It seems like been, a like, cool place. As, like the armpit of like New York. Yeah, like, like the little the little sibling. And I think also like like definitely part of it is like if you ever traveled from New York to New Jersey, it's like like the part of New Jersey that's right directly because that's a, that's the part that like a lot of people experience is just kind of like very industrial and like smelly and like kind of gross and like I don't know. Yeah. Mm. I always think about Jersey Shore and then The Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Not the great things. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure it's a lovely place. <laughs> it's cool. I guess. <laughs> it's interesting. Because we also have, like, a lot of examples of, like, that doesn't get enough press of just, like, groups of people coming together to, like, do good, you know? Just, like, the idea of, like, a school system. Like, we're at Carter's house right now, and, like, yeah. so we're looking at school and just being like, oh, people came together, and we're like, let's learn and yeah. play and teach our children. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. But the I, government's like, you know all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you buy these books. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher Columbus ruled! Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, Dude, why like, did so I ever, like... <laughs> I, like, it's never heard of institutional racism before college. Like, really? that was just, like, not a part of my, like, education in high school or, like, Whoa. elementary school. Mm. Just, like... That's crazy, yeah. I mean, like, of course, like, we'd, like, go over, like, Jim Crow and kind of, like, 
like we do segregation was a thing, but it was just kind of like, oh, like everything's more kinda, abstract. Yeah, it was like abstract, and it was like, oh, that was back then. Like, yeah, and now then it, it's fixed, and everything's yeah, good that was now. Yeah, like, that was kind of like the impression. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Obama's president now. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that the idea behind the film Get Out? Is like Jordan Peele was like somebody was like, oh, there's no racism anymore. Obama's president. He was like, eh, oh, we got some, we got some communicating to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a good movie. Great. So Did you hear about it? It got nominated for fucking comedy in the Golden Globes. Yeah. Really? And everyone yeah. was like, that's shitty as Ooh. hell. Yeah. Like, it's not funny, really. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> there are definitely, I mean, there's definitely a lot of it's humor. Humorous, it's but humorous, but like, it's also like a dystopian, like, it's not a, yeah, the genre is not comedy. The genre comedy. is not comedy. There's, there's what comedic. is it then? It's like this like comedy, it's kind of like, like suspenseful horror, but like also like dystopian horror. Yeah. Sat- satire? Yeah, like also like... It's satire in like Yeah. Sense. But I feel like people say satire and they think comedy, Yeah, but it's not right. quite... It's like disturbing satire. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, totally. Horror. Like scary satire. It's kind of like, are there movies like that? Like, they're really Well, dark comedies... Yeah. That's like a genre you you would call that, I think, because yeah. comedies that focus on like very, very dark subject matter. Right. But I mean is there but that it's kind also of dark like... comedy horror. Right. It's really interesting. Yeah, that's what's like I don't know movie. if have there been movies like that where it's like a sort of like you know, black comedy. Yeah, um, it's just like such a crazy mix of like it's like, oh it's suspenseful but also funny, but also yeah. it has like these like it, it also probably... makes you want to cry kind mm-hmm. of. Like Yeah. I mean I think Jordan Peele um, you know, being the like mastermind behind it mm-hmm. might have been a reason why mm-hmm. they, yeah. they kind of were just like, oh, it's a comedy, comedy. guy, yeah, totally. it's a comedy guy, yeah, comedian, yeah. it's comedy, which sucks because like yeah. it's obviously more. A lot of people just saw it as kind of like a slap in the face, I think, because people were like, wait, did did you guys not take this seriously, yeah. like a little bit, yeah, like, totally. Think about and also the entertainment saying. industry, just like. White people say racism movie is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like it's not a great headline. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but do the <laughs> woke screenwriter? Does it have Oscar noms though? I don't fucking know, man. Yeah, I don't know anything about uh, True. movies. I haven't seen any of the movies. Really? Yeah, I really want to see Call Me by Your Name because I'm a big yeah, Sufjan Stevens fan, and same. he did the score. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. I, was, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I want to see Lady Bird real bad. Yeah. yeah, Sarah, we should go see Call Me by Your Name because the Dude, Sufjan. Dude, I'm super down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah big Sufjan fans. Yeah, he got a lot of cool nominations for that. Yeah. Dude, whenever I get, like, sad about, like, humanity and this just, like, it's so easy to see the horror and get overwhelmed by it, you know, I think of people like Sufjan Stevens, I'm like, wait a minute, you can live your life and, like, be sick and, like, put sick yeah. stuff out in the world. <laughs> yeah. crazy. Like, he gets me so stoked, like, just like humanity, you know? He's just, yeah. like, this, like, bizarre creative. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Making art for like your life is the weirdest so weird most mm. human thing mm. I could think of yeah it's just so strange that throughout humanity for like as long as we can see like you can go see cave paintings and people are still trying to like figure out today like why the fuck did they make that weird abstract like lines like or they would draw like it's really weird all these cave paintings the oldest ones you can find, you it's like 90% animals and 10% humans. 
So they would draw other animals mm. on the walls, and they would never draw themselves. Oh, So yeah. it's almost like they that proves just how much humans like observe and appreciate the things yeah. around them. Yeah. And like nature and the beauty in it. And Before mirrors. Yeah. Fuck they their like ego. don't give a shit about their own ego. Yeah. It's just like they're drawing this beautiful horse because they love it and they yeah. appreciate I'm it. Literally and I think that's like a, so a beautiful. Photograph, a printed photograph of me taking a picture and of myself. Mac- <laughs> <laughs> We've come so far. <laughs> All right, let's introduce ourselves with a rap battle. No, oh, oh, no, man. Way. no, it's <laughs> happening. No. Okay. So I hate this so fucking much. Are you kidding me? Yeah, my name's Maggie, and I'm sitting in the kitchen. What? I'm sitting in a bunch of white people bitching about how fucked up the world is. What? Talking about motherfucking big biz. That's big. <laughs> Big old business. What? I'm trying to get with the thickness. Uh, get down with the sickness. Like the disturbed dog. Gonna watch and curb your enthusiasm. Got the chasm between my mind and reality. Oh, it's just another fatality. What? I'm trying to eat some. Oh, uh, yeah. King of the rap game. The rap king. Undisputed hero. You and Kendrick at the top. <laughs> Share the crown. The amount of times you've tried to start a rap battle to my sheer horror. <laughs> <laughs> That's like fantasy. Horrible. so scary though. Why? It makes me want to throw up. If you, if you <laughs> never do it, it's scary. Yeah, just yeah. improvise I've done in it, like, general. A decent it still freaks me the fuck You guys out. are all great at it. <laughs> I wonder why I they got kind Larry of Larry rhymes so scary. burrito with taquito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you That's heard good. Larry? It's kind of genius. I don't know about that. Burrito, taquito, mosquito. <laughs> Whoa, that's... Dude, that's sick. <laughs> oh, dude, thanks. No, can we go around sick, and introduce right? ourselves? It's kind of derivative for me, but yeah. Huh? Can we introduce ourselves just for the people listening mm-hmm. on the podcast? Yeah. I'm Larry. <laughs> oh, okay. was that it? Yeah. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> He's from New Jersey. Thanks. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and I'm Sarah. <laughs> I'm Quinn. That's it. Hello. <laughs> My name is Carter. Mm. Nice. Thank you, Carter. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that with us, Carter. We've gathered here today <laughs> to talk about Sin. <laughs> you can do sound effects. Sin. Why do we choose to do what separates us from the Lord? <laughs> when Adam bit the apple, he chose to break the chasm that takes us from his divine grace. And we will spend forever. Why'd you bite the apple? <laughs> We will spend eternity splitting infinity in half again and again, lessening the distance, but never quite getting there. All because stupid (laughs) bitch. All because we were hungry and God made apples. 
three eeries for apples. One, two, three. Seeds of truth. <laughs> Johnny Apple seeds of the future. <laughs> oh boy. Really though, Fuji is the best. Right. I, I, <laughs> I just determined this a few weeks ago. Oh yeah. I kept buying Every those gala apple, apples. A joke. Garbage. Absolute garbage. There's a reason why they're the cheapest ones at Ralph's. What about the honey crisp? Dude. Honey crisp Thank is you. good. Thank Those you. are the best. Fuji just has a lot of uh, juice. Fuji or die, dude. Fuji or die. Dude, it's all about the crispy. Crispy, sweet. Crispy. Crispy. Nothing worse than like a sandy apple. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. Totally. I've never, oh. You know, and it's just like. Yeah, you know, you're right. Like, I don't know if you guys sandy. ever had like school lunch. It was like, yeah. that's the yeah. type of apple you'd the get. Red yeah. The red oh, like yeah. dark, kind of almost purple. Yeah. 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 This is kind of a this little is soft. <laughs> Shitty apple. Yeah. Those apples. There's too much give. No, thank you. When you bite down. Yeah. yeah. Like, and you're like, ooh. You're like, resist me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Resist me. <sighs> well. So here we are. Beautiful sitting, San Diego. Beautiful San Diego. Fucking sitting at Carter Kuran's. Childhood home? Yeah. Kind of, right? Yes. Sort of. Yeah, definitely. You kind of live here? <laughs> kind of. You're fine? <laughs> this is kind of your family? <laughs> no, but you, you guys, when did you, when did you move into this house? I was probably eight years old. So yeah, most of my childhood was here. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And the Nova Darlings got to play a show last night at the Voodoo Room of the House of Blues in San Diego, opening up for Wallows, our sweet friends. And uh, so we drove down yesterday. We came to Carter's house. Carter's parents made us sandwiches. Dude, they had so much food. So many veggies. So many. We're still eating them now. We're still, yeah, all the crunch sounds have been carrots. And I added just a couple of crunch sounds in post just for effect. (laughs) So you guys remember what's important. Mm. And that's to eat your veggies. Nice. Yeah, Carter's actually not here. We're just leaving space in the conversation. And then he's going to do VO afterwards. He's going to do yeah. ADR. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Good one, Mackin. Uh, <laughs> can't believe that apples thing worked out. <laughs> what a crazy. Um, yeah, but we got, we played a show last night, and, uh, you know, we came home and ate some Mexican food. and um, Bagel. Big nice. thanks to everyone that came out and yeah. was there. It was a if anyone's fucking blast. That was so fun. Yeah. yeah was, I definitely want to sick. talk about the show. Um, yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, but just to give us, everyone, like, some context of where we're at now, we kind of, like, we spent the night here. We woke up. I came downstairs. I played catch with Carter's dog and like Carter was talking to his grandma and his parents were making Dude. eggs and people were just sitting around and I was just like 
Oh my god, all my friends! I was just like... So happy. This is the most beautiful day. Yeah, it really <laughs> we, is. We took a walk, and just talking, and... Wow, I was overwhelmed. I almost started crying when we were on our walk. <laughs> I was like, this is it, man. Like, really I, have, nice. I have enough. Like, these are the people I care about, and the people that care about me, and like... Yeah. We got to do our favorite thing last night, and people were, like, excited about it, and it was just, so like, fun. it was real special, real special mm. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we played last night to a crowd of people that did not know who we were. At all. Um, and it was just, like, <clears throat> so we got added to the show super loud. How'd the show come about, Lars? Um, so we were asked to play by our friends in The Wallows, which are um, a rock band who's on tour right now. Um, playing a bunch of, just doing the whole North American tour. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they just kind of asked us to do the show. They were like, yeah, you should come down to San Diego. Yeah. And open up, open up for us. And that was and Monday night. Yeah. And it was and Monday night. the show was Friday. Yeah. <laughs> so sick. Yeah. Because Larry lives with the drummer, Cole. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. We just chill. Uh, roommate. And then, um, so yeah. We fucking... Did a couple rehearsals. <laughs> yeah. And drove down. Yeah, it was the first time we've rehearsed in a while, too. Yeah. Yeah, this is our first show in a, yeah. in a second. Yeah, just been recording. We've been recording our record. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's really fun because I feel like this is where, I feel like the four of us just love performing so much, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's super nice to be back in this context, you know? Yeah. Um, I just forgot like what a part of my heart it was, you know, just yeah. just playing with you guys, you know. Um, so so we we took two cars down, we drove to the show. Oh, my fucking favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing that happened last night. So Larry and I are like parking in the structure, you know, because it's downtown San Diego, so there's not like we, there was no room uh, to park like in front of the thing for load for loading and stuff. So we parked in the structure, <laughs> and this guy was like, hey. uh... If you guys are here for the event at House of Blues tonight, um, it'll be ten bucks for parking. And me and Larry were like, actually, we're playing at the show tonight. And he was like, cool, it's gonna be ten bucks. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's and I was like, cool, 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 cool. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, so we loaded in and like. Um, you know, we made to make the paper plate sign and like uh, two trips, two trips. Hunter, <laughs> Larry and I took all the gear from my car in two trips. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we and then like the fans started showing up and we were like, oh shit. They were like, lined up at like five. Yeah, they were there before we got there. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, like, man. The Wallace fans are so passionate and like. Then we got we got added to the show super last minute, so. Um, I was just nervous. I was like, oh, like, you know, we're opening up. Like, we have something to prove. Like, these are, like we're the thing that people have to get through before the thing they wanted to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? especially the people right up there at the front. Yeah. They got there early so that they could be close to Wallows. Yeah. It was so cool that they were open and friendly. Yeah, because I was so afraid. Us. I was so afraid they'd be like, can you guys be done so, like, I can see yeah. the thing I'm here yeah. for? Yeah. <laughs> But I was on stage, like, I was, uh, so we, we made a sign with our name on it, uh, out of paper plates, and, uh, the Sharpie was, like, super thin, so I went on to, like, thicken the letters so you could see it from the street, um, and, like, I walked on stage, and the people were like, woo, and, like, I started, like, as I, when I finished the sign, it took me maybe, like, five minutes, they, like, gave me, like, a round of applause, and I was like, damn, like, I think already. this show's about to go super well, because <laughs> they were, like, already just, like, so warm and welcoming and accepting, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And then so we were like about to I started like putting the vegetables out and people were just like They loved that. Yeah, they were they were confused too. They were like, What are those for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just putting the chard <laughs> and the and the, the flowered kale it and looked things great. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people were just like, I think kind of delightfully confused, which is just totally the vibe, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I had the carrots and I was just like started like throwing carrots out like a t shirt guy at a freaking baseball game. <laughs> and people were like stoked. People were like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, we should get a carrot cannon. That would that blind would be so someone. Sick. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Like, oh, that's dangerous. What do they have, like, potato watchers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Just put some carrots in there. Just yeah. like... <laughs> or like instead of confetti, just launch like cut up carrots, shredded carrots. Oh, yeah. oh my god, that would be better. Shredded yeah, that's carrots. Sweet. Less dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. This is a freaking. <laughs> yeah, and we just we've just never we, we we definitely played like cool shows and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but that the biggest show we played is the LA Times Festival of Books thing, mm-hmm. and that was different because it was kind of like a fair festival environment where there's lots of people walking around, mm-hmm. and then like there was like a, you know a crowd of people gathered around us and stuff like that. Um, but this was like people that were like we're all kind of like in this tiny room together, you know. And they and were a just stage barrier. Yeah, that was really <laughs> weird to me. Like I didn't expect that to be yeah. there. Yeah, it was so fun to just play our fucking music that we've been playing like you know for small groups of people or just in our you know little rehearsal room or whatever mm-hmm. or like for the last couple months that we've been like recording and just like in isolation you know yeah. it was so cool to bring it to people that had never heard it before and they were like hooray yeah. <laughs> it's very just very very heartwarming you know and just like uh that sort of give and take of performer and audience you know mm-hmm. it was really really fun um to see like just people responding and jumping up and down and, and that type of stuff. And it was shocking and exhausting. And yeah. like, that's that kind of thing you can only practice in that environment. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't practice that in your room. No. Like, <laughs> that's like, you know, they screamed after every guitar lick that Larry did. They fucking loved Larry. dude. <laughs> it was Larry the, got some obsessed fans. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> every lick or solo. They were like, Whoa! screaming fans. It was Beautiful. It, it just like made me so fucking happy. Yeah. Dude, it was so cool. Nobody's ever been that stoked over those licks. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then like Larry, you would just step into that moment and just like make it your moment, and yeah. it was fucking awesome. There were these yeah. girls in the front that every time you would look at them, they would all point at you to try to get your attention, and then when you turn away, they would be like fanning themselves, like their faces. Stop! Like, they were, like, That's so hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> That's so they funny. Were oh my god! That was rad. Yeah, did they know? <laughs> yeah, it was really fun, and and it's like I felt present enough during it, you know, because there's sometimes when you're like so nervous and overwhelmed that you're just not even there for the whole thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Larry and I kind of got into, got into a wrestling match, yeah, <laughs> on stage during one of the songs. It was um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nice when there's always a little bit of like, oh shit. It's <laughs> cool, yeah. like this is like... <laughs> yeah, and then the Wallace crushed it and like, yeah. we were like hanging out in the back and like, you know, we we're just like so excited to meet everyone and everyone was excited to meet us, dude, and like people were like buying hats and CDs and pins and stuff and like, like oh, like, let's take a picture, like, yeah. thank you guys so much. We're like, thank, thank us, like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I was shocked how many people wanted pictures and autographs. It was just yeah. like... 
this is, like it was so cool. Like yeah, everyone was so friendly. Right? Yeah. Anyway, that's that's just like a, such a wild and then you know it's like a small show and we're like a small band and stuff like that. But just that dynamic of people like being excited about the thing that you make that you're excited about yeah. is just so beautiful and heartwarming, you know, and unexpected. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm always like expecting the worst and expecting rejection. <laughs> but it, it was it's it was so fun like to do something kind of weird and lovely that we believe in, you know. And yeah. People had no necessarily like reason to yeah. care about and then we're just like, all right. So it was definitely just like Oh, fuck yeah, that's why we're doing this. Like, yeah. Let's let's do yeah. this more forever. <laughs> totally. And the wallows killed it. And it was super sick. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing night. Overwhelmed so by fun. the kindness of yeah. people. <laughs> like, I know. So there was this one girl that was like, uh, like being like very like supportive. Like during the set, she was in the front row. She like gave me this flower. She had a bouquet of flowers for the for the wallows. And like after the set, like for some people that were like, oh, like high five. And I came over and I was like high fiving people. And this one girl was like, come here, come here. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, hey, can you get me like a water? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and I was just like. Yeah, sure. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, and I started laughing just because I thought it was so... Not that I'm above any, getting anyone water. It's just, like, so unexpected. That's so funny. <laughs> and she was like, what's so funny? I'm, I'm thirsty. <laughs> 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 I want a water. You He's have like, a bunch of waters over there. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was, she was in the front. She came up after. She was the girl yeah. who gave me the glitter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was Super fun. grand. Yeah. Very, very cool. friendly, lovely human being. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. So we're getting some recordings finished up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Music out soon, hopefully. Yeah. Very excited. Yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna do the rest of today? I think we're gonna go to Ocean Beach. Yeah. And Sunset Cliffs. And yeah. Walk around. Yeah. It's kind of overcast today, but. It's really beautiful be, outside. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Sunset will probably be really pretty then. Mm-hmm. It's so nice, like the sky. It's like a dog, and then like <laughs> sky dog, sky dog, sky. <laughs> crazy sky dog, sky dog. <laughs> Happy sad dog thing. <laughs> that was Carter's Carter's joke from earlier. It's really good. Thank you. Thank you for your I think it should be a spin-off. Oh, dude, royalties. A spin-off. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. How many royalties, man? It's important. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys. Yes.